Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I am Dory. And it's Sunday, everybody. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Hope you're having a good Sunday, everybody. If you're not, well, that's on you, probably, somehow. Just kidding. Matt, how's your Sunday going? It's going okay. I'm a little tired, as as per usual. I feel like we should always just hit the tired button whenever I talk out loud and someone asks how I'm doing. I just go, tired. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Well, I was up till five in the morning, five thirty, something like that. Why? Uh, well, I t- take that accidental. Well, it wasn't even an accident, really. I took that nap. Right. When Henry napped, like I fell asleep essentially when he napped. No, you fell asleep when I took him to Rye. What? Yeah. No, but didn't I make him lunch? Yeah, when we got home, you were like. I was watching Star Wars. No, that was Friday night when you went to dinner. Oh, that was Friday night when I went to dinner. Yeah. Right. Dory's out in the world again. 
with vaccinated cohorts, taking all the proper precautions as we slowly return to outdoor eating in a sparsely populated restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Look out, everybody. Normal's coming. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, hmm. Yeah. Would, would you care to elaborate on that? How did it feel to go, hey, I have two vaccinated lady friends. I can go out to dinner with them. How did it feel? It felt, I mean, to be also to be clear, I am vaccinated. Right. Yeah. But I just wanted to make sure it wasn't just like I'm unvaccinated oh. going out with my two vaccinated gotcha, friends. Gotcha. 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 You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Um, it was weird. One of one of my friends had done her first restaurant um, experience last weekend, and the other one, like me, had not been to a restaurant since. Yeah. Actually, we had been at dinner. We had our last. We had the last dinner before lockdown. Us and like the rest of our mom group. Mm-hmm. I vaguely remember that. I yeah, think. it was like the Wednesday yeah. before lockdown. Um, so it was kind of fitting that I saw two of them. It's wild for the first dinner after lockdown. It was it was weird. Like one of my friends was definitely like, uh, "I feel weird, you guys. I feel really anxious. This is making me anxious." But then after like five minutes, she was totally fine um yeah it is i mean it's pretty like especially i mean when i started back at work in august yeah i was like oh what's happening here How yeah are doing this how's this gonna work how am i gonna catch COVID at work nope didn't catch COVID at work got it somewhere else um, and didn't spread COVID at work that's right it all worked the protocols were yeah were, were working uh yes but that was you're thinking of friday night's nap yeah i'm thinking of friday night's nap which you left I took the baby monitor. We put Henry to bed. You headed out. I took the baby monitor, sat on the couch, put on Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, and then fell asleep for the entire two-hour and four-minute movie. And then I got up just before you came home and started to... But did I start a Lego set last night? Yeah, two nights ago. Started building the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. So I built the Hubble... Yeah. And then because I had taken that nap, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can sleep. But I did go to bed at two o'clock in the morning or so. After that two hour nap, it was pretty. Yeah, not bad. And then yesterday, Saturday, yeah, I got up and I don't even remember what we did with Henry on Saturday. You did something with I, him. I took him to Rye in the morning. That's right. Rye is happening. The air conditioner's loud. I know. People have said, leave it on. It's fine. Don't get so hot. Okay. I'll turn it off. This isn't Star Trek The Next Conversation where the fans care. This is Excellent Adventure, wow. so I will turn it off. Wow. That was that was pretty mean. Well, you know. And I don't think accurate. I think the excellent. I think the eggheads care about you. Yeah, but I feel like the Star Trek people care more. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because, those are fighting words. You know, those podcasts are three hours long, so they need me to really stay cool. Yeah, that is very long. Um, yeah, Rye started up again in person, and we went. Those of you catching up on the show, Rye is uh, some, I don't know, way of raising babies like Ned Beatty. <laughs> it's a parenting philosophy. Speaking of parenting philosophies. Oh, how did he get out? I don't know. He does what he wants, whenever he wants. That's oh. the bow way. Look at him, he's smiling at you, and he's breathing on the glass. Bo, if anyone's wondering, and 
just started listening to the podcast. He's an 80 pound mix of dog that looks kind of like a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Wait, what's happening? Oh, spoiler alert, everybody. Haha is here visiting Henry. She she missed Henry, so she decided she asked us if she could come hang out, and we said, Yeah, sure, of course. And then there was that precarious situation where you're like, Wait, is she coming out just to hang out? Or is she coming because she wants, is she going to babysit? Like, what's happening? So, as to not make it awkward, I just paid her (laughs) and said, If you're not doing anything, could you stay till six and we can record the podcast? She's like, sure. <laughs> so Henry was very excited about that. He did the he did his uh I'm gonna run around and bounce into every surface I can find. That's that's his excitement. He was really excited. Um yes, yeah, so Rye is what, Rye has been virtual for the past year and they started up again smaller classes. There's only five kids. Only one parent can come. Um, Shucks. <laughs> you'll go next week. Nope. Yep. No way. Jose. Why not? Pasadena. What am I? Some kind of driveman? No. That's Cray. Cray. It was fine when it was there. <laughs> I know. It's in Pasadena now, which is like truly a bit of a schlep. So I don't, you know, I don't Saturday know. Saturday schlep too. For those of you unfamiliar with Los Angeles area, uh, during the week traffic is okay. It's not. I was saying to the, I was talking to the uh, the at the at the car place. I was talking to the guy, and we were just we had we both independently agreed that traffic was like 2007 level traffic. That's what traffic is like right now. 2007 what it's like at rush hour right now mm-hmm. that's what it was like so trafficy but not insane 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 no i mean it was pretty insane in, in 2007 but i guess yes it's gotten much much worse since yeah. then but the on the weekends i find it is it is 100 percent of what it used um to be. it wasn't super trafficy but it's still i mean it's far so it took a while so i don't know we'll see how it goes i would say henry was mixed on it and you know what else an hour and a half at this age is a long time for them yeah, and also I think you know, add slap a thirty-minute car ride yeah. on either side of it. Yeah, and so, it's like I don't know how long we'll last in this. I kind of just wanted to see how he did. Uh, you know, we had today. He went out. We went and pet some animals. Yeah, it was uh, one of his friend's birthdays, and yep, so we did an outside, put some masks on, go feed some animals thing. It was like a an urban farm situation. He loved it. I'll tell you what it really was. It was someone's backyard. Someone's backyard <laughs> who happened to have llamas. I mean, they're kind of geniuses, though. I mean, they have monetized that. Yes, they have. I mean, uh, very smart. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Henry loved it. Yeah, he had a great time. He loved like watching the goats. And... But then it wrapped up at noon. We were, and it didn't really wrap up at noon, but like 12.05. Yeah, we and just... I was like, we should get going. Henry's 12.30 nap, you know, and we can't have him fall asleep in the car. So we got him in the car, 30 minute back home, cranked some super wings on the on the radio. Yeah. And uh, that Which kept is him like up. his jock jams. Yeah, it really gets him going, you know? <laughs> And also, very funny, he gets, even when he's just listening to it, he gets bored at the same spot. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah. You kept having to replay the the 
intro. No, I kept skipping episodes. Yeah. Do they all sound the same to you? Because they weren't. Wow. They're all okay. very different. Okay. You know, one of one of them, Donnie went with him. Another one, Dizzy went with him. Then there was Jerome's return. Big. Yeah. Big if true. Jerome's back. <laughs> Big if true. Um, yeah, but he didn't fall asleep. His nap was not great. It was fine. But yesterday, I, t- I took the, the entire length of his nap. Like, I, I fell asleep, and he, I was woken up by him. Oh. Interesting. So that was yesterday. And then, yeah. you know, we had dinner and built some Legos and then watched some of the most dramatic show on television. And then we, we, you went to bed at a normal time. Yeah. And then I proceeded to be up until, f- when I first looked at the clock, it was three. And then I was like, I got to get to bed. What then, were you doing? And then Bo. Pray tell. I was, uh, I had, I was playing, I was virtual reality What were you doing in virtual reality? Shooting zombies in zombie um, land. Okay. I mean, come on. Oh, it's not important. <laughs> I think our listeners want to know. Well, I'm very good. So if anyone needs uh, tips, pointers, or anything like that, or if anyone's got an Oculus at home and you're like, will this movie tie-in game be any good? Because they're usually not. I will say it's actually very good. Zombieland is fun. Thank mm. you. Okay. Thank you all for listening. Um, anyway, yeah. I said I was up till five. I went to, I got into bed at five. Oh my God, you got into bed at five? Yes. Matt. I was dealing with Bo at like 3.30. He went full attack mode on a possum outside. Um, I would tell them what happened when you, <laughs> when you got him away. Well, because it was, he was like, the possum was between our, the fence and the neighbor's wall. So the possum wasn't actually in any real danger. It was kind of taunting, but yes. I think. Yeah, because it was like, uh, and then when I pulled the possum away, I said. Uh, when you pulled Bo away. I mean. pulled Bo away, and I said to the possum, sorry, possum, you can go about your business. And he did. He like literally was like, okay. And then he like, waddled off. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bo was like, you know, Bo was coming in and then like heard him again and just went to, I was like, nope. And then I pulled Bo back in. Oh my gosh, Bo. That's, I would say that a lot of the a lot of times I have like I'm late late night here. Bo is I have to break up some sort of perceived threat of Bo and an animal that is staring at him, mocking him. Yeah, poor Bo. <laughs> he really gets teased yeah. by the wildlife. Yeah. Um. So I got him in. Yeah, and then and then it was like that was like it was four o'clock at that point. Oh my God. Um, and then like I got into bed. No, I was going. What I I didn't have some my iPad or something. Oh, I remembered. I was like, I had to come out to close the door because when I heard Bo freaking out, I bolted out of here, out of mm. my office. And I had left that thing open. So four thirty in the morning, I came out here to close the door. Mm-hmm. I didn't need any possums mocking me in here, so I closed That's the true. door and then. I fell asleep. Uh, not quickly. So 5.30 probably. And then when I heard Henry or he came and jumped on top of me, I don't remember what happened. It was like 8.15. 7.44. It was? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What? So that was when I looked at my, that was when I looked at my, I pulled my watch off the charger. It was 7.44. I could have sworn and I was it was like, later. And I was like, oh my God, I just slept. 
a total of um well, what was that two, two hours, hours and 15 minutes it was pretty weird maybe i looked at my clock watch at 7:44, but didn't get woken up until seven until eight fifteen. that's what i thought dory's gonna get the numbers for you here she's pulling up the sleep number app just to see yeah so i don't know i mean i i got henry this morning and we we're hanging out but then at some point he wants to see dita yeah, but I always like when when he wants to see you and you're in bed. I say, "She's sleeping, bud. We gotta let her sleep." That's what I said. But mm-hmm. look, I don't know. He wants. So to you see, got an eighty-eight. He wants to see you more than he wants to see me. You got an eighty-eight. What yeah. did I get? What did Dita get? Dita got a fourteen. There you go. Well, how much sleep did I have? It says you got into bed at four eighteen. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, you were restless. You you got two hours and forty two minutes of restful sleep. Oh, there you go. Says you got out of bed at eight twenty one. Okay. Well, there you go. Proof's in the pudding. Yeah, guys, we have an app that tells us I got a fourteen or we got an eighty eight. You know, I guessed that you got a twelve, so I wasn't that far Story off. Story of our lives. I couldn't believe it. I, I, I then I got up and I went to a party with for toddler and. Yeah, you we came back and then I didn't. I want. I was gonna nap and then I was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna nap." <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Here I am, still going Here strong. You are, guys. Don't forget to write into the podcast. Yeah, please do that. Doriamat at gmail dot com or Matt and Dory at gmail dot com. You can call us four one three four six one baby. You can leave a voicemail there if you, you want to send a voice us. memo. You can do that. You can text yeah. that phone yeah. number yeah. as well. Get in contact. Check out our Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. Really nice resources there if you're going through any infertility fun, etc. Let us know. In the face group. What? That's next not, conversation. That's not what I meant. No, the Facebook group. Whatever. Bye. bye. I mean, wait, not bye. We'll be right back. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, 
anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello. Two hours of sleep and ready to go. What is up? Well, Anonymous wrote in. Long time Long, long time, time long listener. Time. Long time, long time. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to your latest episode and whoa, can you elaborate on this XX embryo that suddenly exists? Did I miss something? I've been following since you were pregnant with Henry and this was definitely not on my radar. So exciting. <laughs> well, Anonymous, this XX embryo, as you put it, does exist. It has existed since the embryo that became Henry was created because it was from the same round. Oh, same batch, huh? Same batch. Um, when they did the genetic testing on this embryo, we were told it was normal, but it, that it had a deletion on the long, a micro deletion on the long arm of chromosome two. And they were basically like, we don't know what this means. Right. That's all accurate so far. Um, and, you know, Ideally, you transfer ones that don't have a known deletion or anything wrong with them. Um, but we're out of other embryos, and we decided to roll the dice on this embryo. I've done a lot of research on this, and there obviously is a risk that we will have, you know, that there will be an issue, but there's also a pretty good chance that if the, if I don't miscarry, that the baby will be normal. I mean, as normal as the baby from us can be. Exactly. You know. So I joined an interesting Facebook group of people who are- Oh no, what is it called? It's called, um, what is it called? Oh, PGS slash PGTA abnormal embryo support. Wow. So it's all people who transfer 
embryos with micro deletions, with mm-hmm. um, extra bits of chromosomes. They people transfer fully abnormal embryos. Yeah, and like quote unquote normal, uh, abnormal, right? At um, five at five days. Yeah, and from like, like and like, from a biopsy of like a few cells. Yeah. Um, but people have normal, you know, people have healthy babies. Um, and yeah, so, so we're going to try it and just see, we'll see what happens. And if you thought that my naps were short now, wait till then. What? What? That didn't, I don't know. <laughs> that made no sense. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so that will hopefully happen sometime in May. Yeah. So. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, everybody. Yeah. If you were like, I'm only listening to this podcast, when they're actively going back and forth to their fertility clinic, guess what? Start listening. (laughs) All right. This is also somewhat related. I got my blood work for that embryo again. Yeah, you did. (laughs) We have to sign a lot of forms, actually. My that blood reminds work, everybody. Me. Oh, we got to go to the notary. Yeah. Okay, continue. Okay. It's from Anonymous. Hi, Matt and Dory. I would love some advice on going through an IVF cycle with a toddler. I have a three-year-old who I luckily was able to conceive after three years of trying naturally without any intervention. My husband and I had just started infertility testing when I got pregnant. I've now been trying to get pregnant again for two years. And after three IUI cycles, one of which was successful but ended in a miscarriage, I'm going to start IVF next month. I feel ready for IVF, but I'm worried about the stress I have from working full-time and parenting an active toddler who occasionally has middle-of-the-night sleep issues. I'm already worried about my ability to be a present and good mom when dealing with the hormones I will be taking and managing pretty intense protocols and medications. But even without that, I barely have time to type this email, much less go to acupuncture, workout, cook nutritious meals from scratch, etc. As a type A personality, these are the kinds of things I know I would have been spending a lot of time on during and before IVF. I'm lucky that I can shift some things at work to minimize stress there, but parenting a three-year-old is demanding and I can't deprioritize that, obviously. I'm going to do my best to keep my stress level low during my cycle and not think about what I wish I could be doing, but I'm wondering if you or your listeners have tips on how to juggle IVF with outside stress. I have a wonderful husband who's an equal partner, but it's frustrating when I can't control my sleep schedule due to my toddler waking up in the middle of the night with night terrors occasionally, and naturally going to bed later as he gets older. I'm exhausted most of the time despite trying to prioritize sleep and really worry about that aspect relating to IVF. Has anyone else gone through IVF while juggling other life stress? Dory and Matt, any tips? Anonymous in St. Augustine, Florida, in 1,400 square feet with one toddler and two adults. I haven't had any hot dogs this year, but my toddler has introduced them this week and likes them so much that he requested one for breakfast this morning. <laughs> he didn't get one, sadly. Oh, I was hoping he got <clears throat> one for some reason. Uh, night terrors, huh? Night terrors in toddlers are really common. Yeah? And, yeah. And, uh, are they like they are in, in Dory's where they happen like early in the sleep cycle? Um, Sometimes. Not yeah, always. I don't know. Uh, no, that's just I'm, that's that's just what I understand. Yeah, because Dory usually within the first hour. Mm-hmm. That's when, that's when the nights are terrifying. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, first of all, please don't stress about you know the acupuncture, the working out, cooking nutritious meals from scratch, blah blah blah. I always say like, 
if doing the thing that's supposed to bring you less stress is bringing you more stress to have to do it, then it's not worth it. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like I've seen people be like, um, getting to acupuncture, like I can only go after work and it's the middle of rush hour and it takes an hour to get there. And well, and I'm like, why are you doing it then? Like this is making, this is, this is much more stressful for you to try to get to acupuncture. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so, I used to go and sleep. Yeah. For that hour. Um, so yeah. So I would say just like, Give your allow yourself some some grace here, and just you you do what you can is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I there's no I mean look it's, it's going through IVF is stressful regardless of having a three year old. So yes, know that any of the stress you're feeling you know might not necessarily be related to also having a three year old. It's just it's a different kind of stress. So. Don't be too hard on yourself regarding how stressed you are. Um, and, you know, well, what do we say to stress people? Meditate? Question mark, question mark? I don't know. Yeah, get the Calm app. They are a Forever 35 sponsor, so I think we have a promo code with them. But, um, yeah, I would, I would meditate. That's a really good idea. And you can do that for, like, five minutes before you go to bed. Literally. Yeah. Um, all right, but I'd love to hear other people who have suggestions about doing this because it sounds like you're go you're doing another retrieval, not just and you're a not, transfer. Yeah, and there, I don't think there's any way you're not going to be stressed. So yeah, you're never eliminating that stress yeah. of going through IVF. So yeah, that's true. Don't be so hard on yourself. All right, this is from Gabriella, who had emailed us previously. And she writes, the last time I had emailed, my husband and I were seeking professional help for our fertility journey. We were at the very beginning of our journey when we found out some very hard news. When I went in for my first big blood work draw, they took 11 vials, which was a very interesting experience. Ouch. A day later, my doctor scheduled an urgent video chat to go over my results. She said a lot of my blood work was normal, but she did say that I'm postmenopausal. As a 26-year-old, it was devastating news to receive. My ovaries are working like a 50-year-old woman's would, and they are not producing enough hormones. I didn't quite understand because I'm ovulating each month and have regular periods. Hmm. We have lots more testing to do, but I'm so scared to see what the results are. Has anyone else ever received this news at a young age? I don't want to give up hope, but when doing my research, my situation doesn't look good. It's very heartbreaking, and I'm trying to stay strong and positive, but it's hard knowing my body might never let me get pregnant and and conceive a baby. In my last email, we had asked about when we should tell our family. Since we've gotten the news, we've told my parents and my husband's parents to let them know what the future might look for us. They are very supportive in any decision we make. It is such a relief to let the people that mean the most to us know what's happening in our life right now. Thank you. And uh, she says, no hot dogs eaten yet, but baseball season is here. Looking forward to many hot dogs in the near future. That's what I, that's what I like to hear. Yeah. I can go for a Fenway Frank. Oh, yeah? Yeah, with some mustard. Mm, okay. And some onions. Thank you. Okay. Anyone's, anyone's taking orders. All right. Noted. Um, yeah. I, so the the egg signal has gone out. The early menopausal, postmenopausal signal has gone out. Please let us know what your experience with this has been. And sorry that you're dealing with this. This is rough. 
Um, yes. All right, we have a voicemail. Oh, okay. Dory poked me because I might have fallen asleep, but I didn't. <laughs> I just wasn't looking at her. I had my eyes closed and my head was like this. So I guess I could totally see how you thought I was sleeping. Yeah. Wow. I was listening to every word. Okay. I just had nothing to add. I'm not postmenopausal. Like I had nothing to, I guess I am because I'm, I'm a male. Well, you're not postmenopausal. I mean, I you think about it. I probably am. Maybe in my past life, I was a lady. Oh, look, I don't know. What I'm saying is I didn't have any constructive criticism for that. Criticism? Criticism. Not what I meant to say. Suggestions. There you go. Yeah. I wanted to be of use, but was not. I see. All right. Let's listen to a voicemail. Okay. Oh, wait. Wrong one. Go ahead. Sorry. That should do it. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Laura calling from Michigan, currently sitting in the parking lot of a dairy farm. Um... I just wanted to call and let you guys and your listeners know about an episode of Beautiful Anonymous. Of uh, It's called I'm a Surrogate, and it's an anonymous um, story of a woman's sort of journey through surrogacy. And it, I thought it was really beautiful, and I thought that you and uh, your listeners would enjoy it. So it's called Beautiful Anonymous. And it's everywhere podcasts are. And um, I'm in Michigan and in 1,600 square feet, 25 acres. I currently have about 17 chickens, two cats, one dog, one almost 13-year-old boy, and a husband. Love your guys' show. Have a great weekend. Bye. 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 Thank you for that wreck. I mean, look. Per f- square foot chicken wise, that's that's you know. I guess mm-hmm. you know if you think about it, an acreage. Yeah, they have a, ton <laughs> a lot of, of space for those chickens. Ton of acres. Uh, I've, why have I heard that name? What is that? Who does that podcast? Beautiful Anonymous. Yes, I don't know. I've like never I've listened. Heard, to I feel it. like I've heard of it. Really? Yes. Okay. I don't know why I feel like I've heard of it. Hmm. Hmm. While we look that up, we're going to take a quick break. Oh, it's Chris um, Chris Gethard's. Well, that's why I've heard of it. Yeah. That's why. Chris Gethard. There you go. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, we'll be right back. Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi. We've returned. Oh, hi. We... Are here and and ready for more excellent contact with those of you who still listen to the program. Uh, um, all right. We heard from a listener named Connie, who is a premenopausal breast cancer survivor, and. 
she writes that Excellent Adventure was a great friend during her treatment. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wants to create a similar community as Excellent Adventure for cancer patients. Oh, that seems like a good idea, podcast-wise. Yeah. For sure. So she, but she's, she says she's struggling with a few aspects getting started. Do mm-hmm. we still recommend the equipment listed on the website? I feel fairly confident in navigating the tech, but given the financial investment, I'm a little concerned about buying the wrong things. Am I wasting my time since I do not have an existing audience from another show as you guys did? Be honest, I am tough and can take it. You live in middle America, not LA. This is never going to take off feedback. Oh, I can take the you live in middle America, not LA. This is never going to take off feedback. Got it. Is there anything you wish you would have done differently? If you are too busy to read this or respond, I totally understand. Guess what? Um, And... She's had zero hot dogs. She's in 2,500 square feet in Louisville, Kentucky with three boys, one husband, one son, and one dog. And she also says, during the pandemic, Matt, we have binged the Goldbergs and love it. Recently, I told my son if he continued to ignore me, I would be forced to go full Beverly Goldberg. no one wants that. We are grateful for all the hard work that went into making the show under the current circumstances and are relieved you recovered quickly from COVID. Thank you. And she also adds that when my son was little, he started collecting the Lego architecture series. They are mm-hmm. interspersed with books on shelves, Ikea hack built-ins throughout the house. When we visit one of the places from a set, we take a picture of him and then put that picture next to the set. It is also something easy to share with relatives as a gift idea. Oh, that's cute. That's, uh, that is an adorable way to do that. Yeah, that's really cute. Um, do we still recommend the equipment list on the website? So Yeah, I mean, I haven't changed my podcast equipment in a decade. Yes, but I think if you want to do just like an like a quicker, easier setup, you could just get a USB microphone. Okay, Matt's looking at me like I've, that's, that's the craziest thing. Sacrilege! Heard. It is also like uh, first of all, audience from existing shows, quote unquote. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Dory didn't have a show before this. It's true. Now she does with a bigger audience. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um. Uh, do you, I, I would say don't worry about the fact that you're not in LA and does it, that doesn't matter. Yeah. The beauty of podcasts is they go everywhere. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, look on the, on the, the stuff that I recommend, I don't know what the stuff on the website says. It's, I'm guessing it's, it's what this. we have. Yeah. Yeah. So zoom H six, uh, a couple of SM 58s and you're good to go. You can go with a cheaper Zoom, like the Zoom H4, which has two microphone inputs, uh, individual control. Like, it's essentially this, but with less inputs, which is fine for a smaller show. And it's much cheaper by, like, $100 or $200, something like that. And to Dory's point, yeah, I guess you could just use a USB mic, a Blue or something like that, a Yeti. Um, That's how she records Forever 35. So if you... Think Forever 35 sounds okay? Guess what? That's how you should do it. I just think it's easy because if you don't know that much about like audio stuff, a USB mic is very easy. And now everyone's recording remotely anyway. So like... Yeah. I mean, also like to be honest with you, we're recording right now directly into GarageBand and essentially just using this uh, H6 as a interface, a USB. So it's essentially the same thing. 
Right. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Moving on. We have another voicemail on a totally different topic. Okay. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. This is really just for Matt and for the listener who wrote in. Yes, wrote in this week um, about body acceptance. I um, I have been listening to a fantastic new podcast called Maintenance Phase, and it digs into the science behind why diet, why diets, and all of these weight loss trends and fads and and things are complete and total bullshit. And um, I'm kind of on my own body acceptance um, journey. I don't know if journey is the right word, but anyway. Um, and it's really helped because it's kind of taught me that all of these things that I was taught growing up were really based on studies that didn't have very much evidence behind them, X, Y, and Z, and I'm kind of realizing also that that these things that I was taught really were, as Dory was mentioning in this episode, causing me to like be on a binge and purge cycle and more of it, have more of an unhealthy relationship with food and kind of making everything worse. Um, I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but anyway, again, the podcast is called Maintenance Days. I am really enjoying it. It's really opening my eyes. Um, another person you can look into is Christy Harrison. She has a podcast. I actually heard about her first from um, from Kate on Forever 35. So uh, she has a podcast, she has a book, and then she's working on another book. And she's more about um, intuitive eating and health at any size. And although that doesn't seem to be what Matt wants to think about right now, but maintenance-based because it's science-based and and um, and also features. How do I word this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, maintenance-based seems like it might be a better fit for Matt right now, but maybe for the other listener, um, Christy Harrison's work would be something that they would be into. Anyway, I live in Manchester, New Hampshire in 371 square feet with um, a boyfriend and cats. I have had six hot dogs this year because (laughs) my boyfriend saw said hot dogs at Trader Joe's, wanted them, and then promptly forgot about them, and I didn't want them to go bad, if that is possible. I don't know. That is a good question. Is it possible for a hot dog to go bad? doing well. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Thank you for your voicemail regarding the question from last week. Uh, yeah, am I? Look, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I like science for sure, but and yes, of course, you know the dieting is, is to be dieting versus having a diet. That's the difference. One's active. One is. Interesting. Yeah. Thank you. I just thought of that myself. You're welcome. And you can have that, everyone. Um, thank you for that for that voicemail. All right. This is from Anna. And she texted to say, Hey, I just wanted to, you to know that we are huge what we do in the Shadows fans, and you turned us on to Toast of London, too. We love it. 
The names are so, so good on that show. Jemima Gina. <laughs> Jemima Gina. Absolutely slayed us. Episode, that's episode two, season one. How are you enjoying what we do in the shadows? Our IVF baby is eight months older than Henry, and she often says, yes, exactly like toast. I haven't been able to capture it, but it's the best, and I knew Matt would appreciate that. Uh, best Anna in St. Paul, Minnesota, with one husband, one potty trained two-and-a-half-year-old, no pets and no hot dogs, but plenty of Midwest brats and sausages. Uh, well, you finished. No, we both finished what we do in the shadows. Yeah. 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 I finished it. I watched it while I had COVID or got mad about it. Yeah, we were watching it together, and I was like, I don't mind watching it again at all. So then so we watched we did. it again, and I'll watch it again without Dory because she won't watch it again. Wow! But yes, I love what we do in the shadows. I think it's so good. It's, it's very, so very, very good. It's such a great show. Um, all right, this is from Julia. Hello, Matt and Dory. I was listening to the Dave Chang show podcast titled "California Bagels, Breakfast Burritos, and Buffet Plans," and immediately saw thought of Matt. When Dave and his co-host started using baseball metaphors and were so passionate and opinionated on breakfast burritos and Vegas buffets. So just writing in to recommend to Matt this particular podcast episode to check out. <laughs> it does seem right up my alley. It does. You know, my quest, endlessly quest to find the best breakfast burrito. In yeah. It. But, I, you know, I have it. It's Frank's uh, on Fairfax, if anyone's wondering. People are like, oh, Fairfax? You must mean Kofax. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't mean Kofax. Thank you. <laughs> um, we also, you know, a couple of people wrote in to point out, because we talked last week about my friend's dream about me having a baby named June. June. Yeah. So a few people wrote in to point out that Henry and June was the first film to NC receive 17. the NC-17 rating in 1990. And another person just texted to say no to Henry and June. I'm, I'm still in. I think that the <laughs> NC-17 thing is actually very funny to me. All right. Well, Noted. Um, all right. We also heard from our friend Ron in Karen Crow, Louisiana. Ron, eight kids. Ron, eight kids, Ron, who says, if the listener who commented about having turkey sticks with cheese but no hot dogs is having what I think she is talking about, the then think less hot dog and more Slim Jim, but not Slim. Oh, I see. Me and my little ones love those, though never had them with cheese, but might have to try it. And we get them in a good size bag from Sam's Club. I'll attach a photo below. And he did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So. That is like a Slim Jim. Yeah. A turkey Slim Jim. Yeah. Snap yeah. into it, as yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage used to say. Late yeah. great. All right, we're going to wrap things up with an email from longtime listener. Lex? Oh. Diane M. Martin. Diane! <clears throat> Who wrote in to say, Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. I just wanted to drop you all a quick thank you. Your podcasting has been a source of grounding in this weird time. It is fantastic to watch Henry grow up. He's getting so big. I love his spirit. Thank you so much, Diane. Diane, thank you for following me past every Aston's nerdist I've known, Diane I've known of. Wow. Diane. Yeah. She used to go to the live shows and we go out to the East Coast. Uh, I think I've seen her at Comic-Con too. Uh, but it's very nice that she's uh, kept up with her Matt Myra feed. Yeah. And now Henry Myra. Yep. And now Dory Shafrir, yep. the lady. Dory Shafrir, Not the Dory Shafrir, the baby. Not Dory Shafrir, the man. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, if you want to get more of us, 
you can do so at the Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. So, you know, if you can support us, great. If you can't, that's okay too. Don't worry yeah. about it. Uh, but big thank you to our Patreon supporters. If you support us at the $5 level or above, you get your name right on the podcast each month. So thank you, along with the back catalog of all the $5 Ooh, baby. episodes. You can get up to two bonus episodes every month. So thank you to the following. Elena Paling. Elizabeth Gerardo. Emily F. Aaron. Aaron, here comes the gudge gudge. Aaron Turley. Uh, Frederick Roa. Greta Truitt. Hannah Crowder. Hillary Berry. Jennifer Steele. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Manilovich. Julia Schulen- Schulenberg. Kane McCall. Catherine Linnae. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Regan. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Kim Mestra. Christopher Vernaghi. Laura. Laura Dodge. LFB. Liesel. Linnea Wynn. Liz. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. That was nice and brief. Yep. We'll see you all. We won't see you. We'll hear you. You'll hear us. Okay. Always get confused by that. Bye. (laughs) Bye.